Welcome back to the Hot Rod Hangout Podcast. Whoop, whoop. I'm Matt. And I'm Ashley. And the special guest in the house tonight, we have Zach Parks with Wire Customs. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank so, you for coming. <laughs> yeah, it's an honor to have you. Um, so basically, uh, first kind of first question, like what, what kind of got you into cars to start with? My family, for sure. Um, I have two uncles and a bunch of cousins and all of them are into hot rods uh they all have different styles of course but uh just grew up with my my dad and my uncles racing and they'd build cars together and as a little kid i'd sit there and spray paint on 47 fords and ride in 65 cobras and all sorts of crazy stuff and it just gave me the bug early on and i slowly you know developed my own taste a little bit different than the rest of the family but Mm-hmm. We just all love the same thing, you know, old cars. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. So what is Wired Customs in a nutshell? Um, kind of a traditional hot rod business. It is business. Um, and I do, you know, obviously social media and YouTube and all that kind of stuff for fun. But mainly it's a business. Um, and I do 59 and older vehicles. I don't like to do things newer than that. Only because, you know, that's my taste. And I can tell you anything about what brake fits this car and what steering box fits that car. And I have a 41 Pontiac here and I'm bagging it. I already know what suspension to put on it. And, yeah. you know, if, if you wanted to ask me stuff about a 71 Chevelle, you know, mm-hmm. I can do it. But, you know, I, I just with all the early stuff, I know who has what, you know, because I'm always tracking that kind of stuff. So you I just started limiting myself to. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I started limiting myself to exactly what I know. And I don't really like stuff newer than that anyway. So <laughs> I get to work on the stuff I like. Damn four. So what is uh, your, the? I don't know how many cars you currently own, but what is the favorite car that you currently own that just puts a smile on your face every time you drive it? Well, if you had to limit it to driving, my <laughs> 31 Roadster, um, I built it in 28 days from like everything, rebuilt the wheel bearings, axle, engine, transmission, like the whole thing in 28 days, then raced it at Trog. So I guess that'd be my favorite one. Um, the, but the Blue Martian is slowly becoming a heavy second, but I haven't driven that one yet. So gotcha. Hell yeah. You got to be getting close though, right? It, no. That build's coming along pretty good, ain't it? Yeah, it's coming along great. I'm actually to the point where I need to take it all the way back apart again and finish weld the frame and start painting stuff. So, awesome. yeah, it's, it's going along good. Do you have a show that you're trying to make yeah. that for, or is that just kind of when it's done, you're going to roll it out? I have, um, 2025, I have... Uh, like the front row at a uh, grand national roadster show for it. So awesome. I have to have it there. Mm-hmm. So I want to, I want it to be done by then. Awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> so uh, what is one car that either you missed out on the opportunity to buy or a car you sold that basically as it was driving away, you were like, that was silly. I shouldn't have done that. Well, thankfully, I don't regret anything because I either got what I wanted out of it or traded it for something that I want. Mm-hmm. 
I would like to have my 65 F100 back. Um, I traded it like two weeks after finishing it. So I didn't get the chance to do all the fun stuff in it, you know? So I'd like to either buy it back or just build another one, but it was awesome. I fully restored the whole thing and I didn't repaint it. So I had old 1965 paint on the outside. You know, that yeah. patina thing was really big when I did that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a 5.8 fuel injected motor in it and it was slammed axle flip and drop I-beams. I left the I-beams in it. I like, I'm old school. I like solid axles and I-beams. So, but it was cool. It was awesome. The shifter is was just how I liked it, level with the top of the steering wheel. So, mm -hmm. you know, that rat fink type driving and, All right. you know, I enjoyed it for two weeks, but I didn't get enough time with it. <laughs> yeah. Was that a case where like somebody just came up to you and was like, hey, I need that? Or were you actively trying to sell it? Um, someone said they needed it gotcha. and they wanted to trade me. <laughs> my dream car which was a model a ford and i was like all right okay trade. fair enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely so you focus mainly on you know model a's and that that era of cars um and you i know you do a lot of traditional stuff uh channeled or nah I like everything. I like stock, the stock motor. I like Hemis and blowers, and I like channeled. I like chopped. I like East Coast, West Coast. I oh. like it all. I don't have preference. Okay. Um, the Blue Martian is channeled seven and a half inches, which is a 28 Roadster pickup. But then my Roadster, 31 Roadster, is a high boy. I, I, lo I love them just the same. I like everything. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, if it's cool, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. So if you, if someone come up and just said, I want you to build whatever you want to build, no budget, what is that car or truck or? It would be um, super customized fat fender and Ford, which I don't think uh, at one point in time it was huge. And now you don't see them very often. They're usually stock or street rotted like 90s style mm -hmm. but like back in the 50s and 60s you know fat fendered fords with shaved hoods and channeled and where the fender goes right through the door they extend the fender and mm -hmm. you know back then that was huge you know and i'd like to bring that back which i plan on doing that in the next year or two awesome Hell yeah. so uh you got uh i know you have the rebel fest coming up um is that May? Yeah. Um, May 24th? We changed the name because there was a different Rebel Fest that we didn't associate with. So we changed it to Black Cat Bash. Okay. Hell yeah. You want to touch on? Um, yeah, I'm working with the 13 Rebels. So that's why we called it the Rebel Fest because it was a race to um, highlight their MC Motorcycle Club. And it's been around since like 1902 or something like that. So um, that's why we call it a Rebel Fest. But then Rebel Fest is something else where people shoot guns up in the air and <laughs> scream America and stuff. So uh, we're, we want to focus on hot rods, you know, right. not anything like that. So um, Black Cat Bash is going to be uh, we have a dirt oval for choppers and old school motorcycles where we're going to race them. 
but then we also have a straight line dirt drags on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. So you could do straight line dirt drags in your hot rod, rat rod, whatever you got, motorcycle, or you can do oval drags in your motorcycle. Or you can just come for the car show, or uh, we're going to have a chopper shindig, so a big chopper hangout. Then I don't know how many motorcycle um, events you guys go to, but we're going to do motorcycle games. Okay. It's a lot of funny things anybody <laughs> with a motorcycle could come up and do. Hell yeah. Do you, do you currently have any motorcycles, or you focus just on the cars? Well, I do bikes, too. I have, uh, I have a 72 Ironhead chopper. That's black and white stripe. I call it Beetlejuice. Hell uh, yeah. It's like nothing about it's original. It's a big board kit, big cam, big tire, uh, 21 inch tire on the front. And it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's hard <laughs> to keep the front tire on the ground on that thing. Cool. Then um, I got a 94 uh, Harley Fat Boy, which that's what got me into motorcycles was watching Terminator 2 Judgment Day when I was a little kid. <laughs> And I always said, I'm going to have that bike one day and finally saw it for sale. I drove down six hours to go get a 94 Fat Boy, which is <laughs> semi-unpopular bike worth buying. But Ooh. I was happy to get it. Oh, yeah. I think Fat Boys are one of the class of motorcycles. That model is kind of either you love them or, you know, it's. I've always been a bagger guy just out of necessity when I first bought my bike. You know, I was in college, so I needed saddlebags, and so I bought a bagger, and then that was before, you know, baggers became cool, and I always thought it was funny, because I don't know if up where you're at, uh, they do the under 21 tags, um, but in Florida, we have a, we don't have a helmet law unless you're under 21, so if you register a bike in your name and you're under 21, you get an under 21 tag. So we would pull up places and people would see, you know, a bagger and then under 21 tags. So it was like, what? I'm like, yeah, I bought it. So I have, you know, so that was, that was always, and then baggers got cool. And I was like, damn, <laughs> I kind of chased the, I had the, per, I had a performance bagger before the craze. So I was like, it was blacked out. And then everybody started blacking their stuff out. And I was like, okay, well, I, I have a performance bagger. Well, now, I mean, they're putting ridiculous power down on them. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, what what show or event do you try to make every year? Uh, I, I go to Trog every year. I haven't missed a year in quite a while. Uh, I even went to the uh, California version of Trog, too. So Okay. It's one of the ones I can't miss. Um, a lot of my business revolves around it, showing off what I did this year and meeting people and talking to people and being the flathead guy. I mean, it's nothing but flatheads there. So, yes. you know, helping people, giving people a hand, you know, when they have something going on, because I'll go up there with full carb kits and spark plug wires and, you know, distributors and all sorts of stuff. Someone breaks down, you know, there's nothing I can't fix on the beach. You're the guy to know there. (laughs) Blowing pistons and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I try to help, you know, but it's the crowd of guys that are there all like at this point are all my friends and, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't miss it because that's the one time of year I get to hang out with everybody. Yeah. Definitely. 
So uh, is there a show that you show or event that you've never been to that you would like to make? Uh, yeah, Starbird for sure. Um, I'll be there uh, next year. So cool. I'd like to make it. So I am, I'm going to make it. Cool. Hell yeah. Are you going to try to make Dragon Destroy a uh, show down in September? I don't even know what it is. Hot Rod Hangout, uh, September 20th through the 22nd. It's at Greenville, or I'm going to say it wrong because I'm not from Texas, but Greenville Sports Park, um, Hometown Hot Rodders, and uh, I forget the other person that's doing it, but. Yeah, Hometown Hot Riders is a sponsor of that. Mm-hmm. Shout out to nice. them because they gave yeah, us a yeah. shout out on their podcast, so I guess we have to shout them out to them other guys. We do it every podcast. <laughs> we mention them. <laughs> oh, they've helped us I out. I did some races mentioned. with Brian. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, are you going to try to make it to yeah. uh, Battle at Midway, the Mid-Arc Kansas race with uh, Gasser Garage? That's yeah, in I June. might try to make it. Oh, I'm going to try to do more stuff this year. I've been so busy, you know. It's been hard to travel when you're busy. Then now I try to want to carve out some time to travel a little bit more this year. Yeah, that's we were when we were talking to Ken. He was talking about, oh, you all got to make it out to the West Coast shows. I'm like, it's hard enough for us to make it to this our side of the country shows with work and trying to get our own shit together and. I set a lofty goal for the 32 oh, to make it. Go. You guys should go out to the Vegas shows. You'd like that. Um, <laughs> you know, the Rats of the Beaver and all, all the Rat Rod shows. Uh, I know the guys at Rat Rod Magazine and Nobody and everything. And You'd really enjoy hanging out with those guys. Well, Rats at the Beaver came to um, Florida in November last year. They were at, oh. in Daytona yeah, at Turkey. Nice. Um, them and Bad Apple oh, okay. put on a show uh, two different days across the street from each other. I really want to win a Bad you Apple trophy. Yeah, we were over there. Um, my 54 was in Airbnb jail all weekend, though. Airbnb <laughs> we, jail? <laughs> we, so we rented an Airbnb, and the house was beautiful. It allowed dogs so we could bring our dogs. We went to Turkey Rod Run for three days, well, four days. And mm-hmm. we left Thanksgiving dinner. Like we did yeah. the parent tour and then over to Daytona. And I was like, all right, cool. It's a beautiful Airbnb. It, there's no way it's on a shitty road. It was literally the shittiest road I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Oh, man. So for two days, I tried to find a local when we were leaving in my big truck. We were, I was, I just left the car at the house. And we're just taking my truck back and forth and coming home and leaving. I would always try to catch somebody out and be like, listen, can I just drop my car in your driveway and I'll park my truck off the side of the road so I can drive my car and I could never catch anybody out. So we're going to do a little bit better research for Airbnbs from now on. But so it is what it is, though. Missing out on the whole show with your own car. Yeah. And the, and the the we have a group a Facebook group in Florida Florida Rats and Rods, and the guy's like, oh, I saved you a spot, and I'm like, don't worry, I can't get my car out. And then he's like, oh yeah. And then the last day we're there, he's like, oh, 
did you know you could have parked your trailer here for 60 bucks all weekend? And I was like, no. He's like, oh, oh I thought you knew. And I'm like, fuck, man, no. I'm like rolling up in my 14 Ram lifted. Like, oh, yeah, like cool cars, guys. All right, I got to go home now. But yeah, at least you weren't in a rental or a Prius or something. <laughs> we no. pissed Priuses off. <laughs> My truck identifies as a Tesla. He <laughs> has uh, yeah, a blown black smoke out the back too, huh? Yeah, it, just just a little, just a little bit. I mean, it's it it has weight loss kit and it's on thirty eights and eight inches of lift and big move out the way bumpers and <laughs> nice. So with I've you, I've had have... my fill of lifted trucks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it, I was glad I had it. It took four-wheel drive to get out the driveway the first night. Mm-hmm. With you having a niche that you like to stick in, is even your daily? Like, what are you daily in right now? Is it still, you know, 50-something older? or? Um, It's a two-part question, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I daily my Evo, which is that. Uh, fat boy mm-hmm. um it's got like sixty four thousand miles on it Hell yeah um but the i have a 42 ford that i literally bought and have been piling parts in the corner for it just to make it a daily mm-hmm. so okay my so. daily will be a 42 ford because that's the whole plan yeah oh yeah <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> that propels coming up the wrong direction now yeah so, uh, I mean, you're you're a young cat, so you kind of fit in the generation that we're trying to kind of get involved in cars again, because it seems like uh, there's a a drastic disconnect between our parents' generation and our generation of uh, old heads not wanting to share information. So, what would oh, be? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And also hoarding hoarding the cars, the I'll get to that one day, or people owning stuff just to say that they own something, even though it's a half a cab sitting back there wrapped around a tree or something. What's one advice? Grown through it, <laughs> or that? Uh, what's one one piece of advice that you'd give a young guy trying to get into this? Uh, mine would be don't worship the cars. No, they're all just steel. If you like this shape, go for that shape, whatever it is. If you if you like 35 Chevrolets, go for it. Don't be afraid of high price tags because, um, you know, everybody finds a deal at some point in time if you're looking hard enough. Um, people say, oh, these are hard to find. These are hard to find. If I start looking for something, I find it. Nothing's hard to find. I, I mean, I hate to break people's hearts about that, but nothing's hard to find. There's always a deal somewhere, but you have to be able to work, you know, like your truck, you got a 32, which is one of the most expensive vehicles on the market, but you found something you could afford probably because it needs a lot of work. So you got to be afraid not to work, but most importantly, just don't worship it. They're all just steel. Do whatever you want with it. If you want to cut the roof off of it, do it make it convertible, (laughs) you know, do anything you want to it that makes you happy and makes you want to drive it more. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that response. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty that's much. a good one. 
<laughs> that pretty much nails it on the head because yeah. we're always like it doesn't matter what yeah. it is as long as you like it that doesn't have to appease anybody yeah. and mm-hmm. ken said it last night he said you know if some it's way easier for somebody to turn their back and say they don't like your car than for you to build something that you hate driving just to appease somebody else yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly oh man and do what you can afford too because I would love to have a big block blown 50s Hemi in my car, but, you know, I can afford a 327 right now, so it's going to have a 327. Yeah. You know, get over it. <laughs> oh, that was, I mean, that was the 32. Like, I was like, oh, man, nothing would be cooler than a blower. And Yeah, for $10,000. And then I was like, well, you know, they sell a blower belt kit that, you know, puts a big pulley on the alternator and a water pump and the crank to make it look like it's got a blower belt on it. So three yeah, deuces and a blower belt conversions, what's going on it? <laughs> so. Do what you got to do, you know, mm-hmm. get to drive and then figure everything else out. Well, I, I mean, I, we were at Turkey and I couldn't, I'm, the dude gave me a, a super good deal on a, it's a old Corvette style intake, uh, with the vent tube so it looks older than it really is with uh three super 97s and enough linkage and parts to if i found another three deuce intake i could build another intake Mm -hmm. two sets of link with three holly 94s three super 97s brand new um then i the price he wanted for it I was like, couldn't. Pay, couldn't uh, that, that's more than I, my budget for Turkey Rod Run was, but you know, hey, it was one of those things. Like when we were first there talking, well, he does all the dealing, but <laughs> when we were first there talking to the guy, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, so it's that big box, it's that little box, and it's that big, for lack of better words, metal piece. And we went to the ATM, pulled out what we needed, went back, and this dude has, like, five boxes piled up on the bed of his van. He's like, oh, yeah, all of this is yours, and this, and this, oh, and don't forget this. And we're like, we got a little scooter, and he's, like, loading up the back of our little scooter. We're like, okay, yeah, this was definitely a deal we could could not pass up. And I hand her the intake in the passenger seat, yeah. and I'm like, hug this. I'm holding it like a baby. Do not eat, like... <laughs> Don't move. We're going straight to the truck. Mm -hmm. Like, we're done for the day. I'm going to the truck. We're going to unload all of this. I'm taking it back to the Airbnb. It's not even staying in the truck in the parking lot. Like, we're done. Yep. Partially because I was out of money, but. (laughs) So. You got your little child out of the deal. It's time to go. (laughs) So, uh, I don't know. Are you married or in a relationship or anything like that? Is your girl into this as well? or? married. Um, she's into the motorcycles and she likes hot rods. Hell yeah. And we've okay. been married since 2012. Okay. You don't, yeah. you don't seem old enough to be married that long. <laughs> well, like, I was born in 91. Yeah. Okay. He's only a couple years younger than me. A couple years older than me. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So they got married like okay. right out of high school. Well, that's sweet. A couple years out of high school. Look at you there. <laughs> Not everybody waited till they were 30 to find the person that they were going to marry. Well, I was in Pennsylvania. <laughs> anyway. So, um. have you always lived in Virginia or you ended up there? Or? No, I uh, 
I grew up in Kansas City. Okay. And I moved out here because I was a military contractor. This is like the area in Virginia. If you want to be a military contractor, this is where you got to live. Beautiful. Gotcha, gotcha. So in all of your building of vehicles and bikes and everything, what is, I don't know how to word this right, so it's just going to come out how it is. (laughs) What is like one thing that you're like, I could do this all the time, whether it's, engine work or body work or interior all of it i like doing everything (laughs) okay i'm in my upholstery room and there's a sewing machine behind me which you can't see right now and i like to sew you know i like to wire it um electrical is one of my favorite things i like to do but i also like to paint the body i like to cut the floor out and channel it i don't know i like doing all of it and do you travel? <laughs> <laughs> I have. I have before, for sure. I mean, Bushnell's a small town, but... <laughs> Bushnell's a small town, but you're always welcome. <laughs> we do have a really good spot meet on the first Sunday of every month. Mm-hmm. Are you going to chop your car while we're there? <sighs> if if you... I, I'll tell you what, bud. I, and I knew this was coming up, and I was waiting for it. <laughs> If you want to come down here and help me with the 32, I'll figure out a way to get the 54 up to your shop and we'll chop the shit out of it. <laughs> what do you need help on the 32? What's going on with that? Uh, one, I have just really just getting started on it. Um, I got the plates to box it. Um, it's got, and I don't, I'm not real familiar with the 32, but it's got a buggy spring perch that I don't think is in the right spot. So I'm going to take it out and I'm going to coil overs and four link. Um, okay. On the, all the way around the front already has uh, hairpins. Um, but it's got a super bell drop axle. I don't know how much drop. I don't know how to calculate that. Um, I'm really kind of new, newer to this old of stuff. My dad gotcha. always played in like the late fifties to seventy two was always the, and then I don't know why I've always had an infatuation with. I really want a coupe. After seeing the guy that I bought the thirty two from's coupe yesterday, I'm like, this is, yeah. But. The thirty-two always get a cheap man. <laughs> the thirty-two pickup is thirty-one. <laughs> the thirty-two, the thirty-two pickup is also, you know, it was it's my bucket list build. So it's one that's gonna. I don't I don't ever say nothing's for sale because everything has a price, but that one's gonna cost somebody quite a bit of money to get from me. I've turned down almost twice of what I paid for it, and I haven't done anything on it yet, <laughs> other than take it apart. Well, that's good. Um, so, you know, where, yeah. where else are you going to find one you can afford, honestly? Yeah, he, uh, he did, he gave me a really good deal and I was still hesitant. Even when we left, I told Ash, I was like, pick it apart, try to get me not to buy it. And we got I there <laughs> and she did hold up her end of the bargain, but she wasn't listening also. So like she's pointing at stuff and the guy is pointing at panels to fix it. So it's like, she's like, well, can we fix that? And I'm like, panel. Well, what about this? Panel. What about this? 
panel. Like I was I was focused because <laughs> when we went to go pick up Michelangelo the fifty four, I was ecstatic because I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be our first like the first classic car we buy together. So like the nostalgia of it all. I was just blown away. I was excited. I'm like, let's go. And, you know, we brought it home and we found some things that needed fixing like yesterday. And, you know, we we went over those hurdles and everything like that. So when he told me, when we go look at this car at this 32, you need to pick it apart. And I was like, okay, dead focused. (laughs) (laughs) And I drowned out everything that they were talking about. I'm like, I can't listen to them because otherwise I'm just going to be like, oh, my God, this is going to be so fun. We're going to build this. It's going to be awesome. And so I had to like hone it down, but then I focused too much and didn't listen to a damn thing they were saying. <laughs> Although we we had to buy the fifty four because there was so many things that like weird stuff that happened. Like I bought at last not this past turkey run, but the first one that I ever took her to, I bought a rat fink shirt and it's I don't care how big the house is, how big's the garage. And there's a 54 pulling out of the garage. And the license plate is soon to be. And it's an orange 54. I wore that shirt unknowing to go pick up the car that's now Michelangelo. So it was like, soon to be, here's the car. It's on the trailer. And it's already loaded up. And the guy's like, wait a second, you have this car on your shirt. And I was like, what? I had to take it off and look at the shirt. And I was like, oh, and the license plate. Like, it was meant to be that I owned that car at some point. So, and I it. I got the same shirt. I know exactly what you're Okay. <laughs> so, and, you know, it, it, it accomplished what I was trying to do with that car was get something that, you know, we could load up and go get ice cream, you know, run around. It's. I knew it was never going to be an interstate car, even though Brian is trying to persuade me to drive that car to Texas in September. It's not happening. Um, it uh, it does good, 60, 65. Um, it does good at 65. That's, that's about it. I mean, it's, it's about out there. Um, just little things that I can improve. I could have improved, but like when we were doing this, I lifted it two inches and it still sits as low as it does. Like it's, it's, and I don't, and I don't understand because it has stock springs in the front and it still tucks tire. They make, they make drop spindles too. That it's, yeah, that truck was, or that car was, you could have it. I don't know. That car is, was, it was retardedly low. Now we're just like stupid low. But it it got stuck you know leaving breakfast yesterday. <laughs> oh man. Do you know what ratio the Raxel is? I do not. I've never jacked it's it up a, and tra- that, checked it. That S ten T five is a thirty thirty two percent overdrive, I think. So with that you need a three seventy three gear on the rear axle and i don't a lot better and i also it's got a 235 uh motor to that and then and the tack 
the face of the tack spins with the needle. <laughs> so like it. Oh, nice. So to me, it sounds, but I don't really have a good reference either. It sounds like it's screaming, but it also doesn't seem like it's tapped either. Like there's still room to move, but it doesn't sound like it wants very much more. Gotcha. Does it still have points in it? No, it's got 12 volt with a regular distributor. Good. That helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was done previously, but the wiring on that car could, if after the 32 is done, if I do keep it, I'm going to go through it and rewire the car because right now it looks like I'm smuggling a kilo of cocaine under the dash because they just bundled the wires up and taped them. So, oh, no. like, <laughs> ugh. Like, and I thought it was bad. Dad's 34, the blue truck that's on our pages, his his wiring is even worse. And I'm like, how? It's got five circuits. There's no there's nothing in this car. There never was anything in this car. Like, how does it, it fuses after the fuse panel, the light, the the tail lights, if you hit the brakes, it's got the round lights with the stop on top. So it's supposed to light the top one. The left one lights the bottom one, and it doesn't light any other time. It's just, it's got a Chevy steering column in it, so we'll blame it on that. (laughs) Oh, like the 80s style? Yeah. Yeah, whenever I see wire nests like that, I'm like, don't even mark anything. (laughs) Just cut it all out. Start over. Yeah. I don't even want to know what it's doing right now. I don't care. <laughs> I've I've actually offered because I have a kit here that I bought for the thirty two, and I've actually offered like here. I will give this to you because I'm not ready to wire yet. But here, and we'll rewire your thirty four because I tried to help him one day, and I was like, "This makes no sense. Disconnect wires. That light still works. This one is not working." You put both of them together, and then it lights backwards. You flip the wires, and it still lights backwards. I'm like, there's there's something severely wrong here, and it's a it's a clean little truck. I mean, the the body on the truck is stupid clean. I keep telling them to yank the hood off, but I just don't like hoods. <laughs> but I haven't Ford did con- everything right in thirty four. <laughs> 33, 34, everything's awesome. Cars, trucks, everything. Yeah. It's a good look. It's a good little truck. And I told him when we went to go look at it, um, because he went through uh, cell phones take really good pictures nowadays. And we'd go look at cars and he went and looked at a T bucket. And normally he's at the age of like, if it's not within about an hour. He's good. So he found this tea bucket and he was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. And I'm like, well, come hook to the trailer and take my take the trailer and go over there and go grab it. And he went and he calls me. He goes, nope. And I'm like, no, what? He's like, it was beautiful. He goes until I tried to sit in it. And I'm like, well, I could have told you that it's a tea bucket. There ain't going to be no room. Your knees are going to be by your ears. Like that's, that's part of that. 
He's like, no, this one was even right. worse than that. <laughs> but that was a Speedway kit, so it was short and skinny. Oh, man. <laughs> That's so. too bad. Speedway also sells the extended cabs, too. Yeah. So. That's too bad. But we went and looked at a 40-something. I don't even remember what it was, but the pictures looked beautiful. And get over there, and it was like two minutes, and I'm like, no. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, first we pulled up. It was already running. Like, I'm getting a sunburn standing next to this big block. You were just telling me I don't need a big block. Why do you need one? The interior, the it was just, it was a wreck. And the guy wanted, you know, prime money for it. And was like, that's what I'm going to take for it. And like, okay, well, respectfully, you're going to. You're gonna own it and have a good day, but that 34, yeah, the 34 was the opposite. The pictures online sucked, and I had seen the truck. I seen it first, and I was like, I don't need two trucks. Like the 32 is getting done. I don't need another truck. So I kept I I had saved it on Facebook, and I kept going back to it. It kept popping up, and I'm like. Maybe I maybe I'll offer him the fifty four and the bike, and if he takes it, he takes it, and I just end up with two trucks. I end up with a shiny truck and a bear truck. Like, okay, maybe that's cool. And he sent it to me, and he's like, "What do you think of this one?" And I meet. I'm like, "You should go buy it." And he's like, "That was quick. You didn't even look at the pictures." I'm like, "I know everything about that truck already. Go go get it." And we pulled up, and the pictures were like, "If you could have went and said, okay." I want you to take pictures of this vehicle, but like make sure that you get all of the wrong angles. Make sure that every shadow in a garage that you can possibly get is in the picture. Like the paint is beautiful, but don't show that in the pictures. Like he took a picture and you can see a reflection of another car and it made the body look like it was wavy. And I'm like, come on. We got there, so I told Dad on the way there, I said, hey, if you don't buy this, I said, we're going back to the house, and I'm picking up the 54, and you're riding my bike, and we're coming back here because I'm tra- I'm going to try to trade this guy out of this car. And he ended up taking it home, and they've enjoyed it. We we took it to barbecue. We have a restaurant down here called Barbecue and Ice Cream. They took it out for their first cruise together uh, last weekend. So they're enjoying it. That's cool. That's what it's all about. Fours right now are a hot commodity too. A lot of them are getting bought sight unseen. It's like like stupid popular in my niche for sure, at least. Well, down here, and I, I don't want to say it is location, but for some reason, vehicles down here are just about five to ten percent more than they are everywhere else in the entire country. And certain models are worse. Like a C10, you can go out west, Texas, Arizona, and buy clean C10s. You could probably run out there and load a three or four car hauler and come back and double your money on every single one of them. And turkey oh, wow. turkey rod run is, like you're, walk, you're walking through and it's like, oh yeah, that's probably like a $25,000 truck. And 
Oh, 65. I'm like, what? No, that there's no, no. Or, uh, we have a real bad habit of, uh, 45 to $50,000 model A's in Florida. And I'm like, that, oh, that's not, that's insane. <laughs> that's, and like, if you could add rat rod in the front of it, that automatically makes it worth 20 grand more. It's like, that's, that's not how that works. Like, <laughs> but yeah, even if you put 60 grand in it, it doesn't mean it's going to be worth that much. Yeah. That's, and that's another thing of, and I think a lot of, some of them at least is, is exactly that a husband passes away. His wife goes through the binder of receipts, totals them up and goes, well, he spent this. So it's gotta be worth that. Well, no, uh, sometimes cars are just a labor of love, (laughs) you know, like my 54. Exactly. I took it to the car show. They had a little winter extravaganza three day, car corral and I was like well I'll just put it in there and if it sells it sells if it don't I'll drive it home like I'm not I don't have to sell it but if it sells it'll give me more money to finish the 32 so that works out too and an older guy come up and I wanted to punch him because he was like uh, I'd put nine grand on it and he's like 900 and I'm like no K usually means thousand like that's pretty universal and like, I'm done talking to you. <laughs> like you can leave now. And he's like, this is ridiculous. This car would need a full restoration. And I'm like, well, first of all, it's a 54 210. It's not really restorable candidate. Like it's too far gone to bring it back to res- restoration quality. It's a driver. I drove it here. I drive it everywhere. Like that it's original paint, original motor. The five speed is just so it can get out of its own way if it has to. It's not. Yeah, you could buy every part on it and you could make it better and it would be worth 20, but you would have 60 in it. It's not that's not what this is about. Like it's a cool car to go cruising, and that's what it is. And fuck you, I like it. So, then yeah. <laughs> a lot of these guys remember, like, oh, I I bought these kind of cars for this price in the nineties. Yep. Is like, well, the nineties yeah. is like thirty years ago now, man. <laughs> Those prices are way different now. Well, my dad went through that as well because back when he was trading, you know, that late fifties to seventy two, you know, he had some cool ass cars when I was growing up. You know, he had a 68 Stepside C10, clean. Uh, Chevelle, or yeah, uh, Malibu, 68 Chevelle Malibu, factory AC, black leather, four-speed car. And at that time, it was the ten to $15,000 cars that he was trading in. So when he got out of it, and then I got back into it, so he was like, well, I guess I got to get back into it now. Well, that ten to fifteen thousand dollar budget that you used to have to have a really really cool car will now get you a car that you got to throw some attention at before you can say it's yeah. it's good. But it is what it is. I mean, and uh, I'm fortunate that Ashley enjoys working on shit as 
almost as much, if not more than me. So she's chomping at the bit to get yeah. lights and trying, I'm, I'm trying to keep her in here. She's wanting to run out and go work on in the dark, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually me. Yeah, I was going to say that was you last three nights in a row. <laughs> I don't know but. why. I just, I, f- I feel like working better at like dark. I guess it's because no one else is up. So I don't have to worry about my phone ringing or somebody wanting to talk or text or you didn't text me back or, you know, you just go throw on some music and, and get it, you know? Yeah. Some peacefulness. So is your shop next to the house or you have a commute to the shop or? Oh, it's you... all right behind my house. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, that... oh yeah. Dogs hanging out with me all day. Oh, and... <laughs> yeah. Just, just how I like it. Cool. Now in your, in your town, I'm, I don't, I'm not very familiar about Virginia area. Just a little bit. Cause I was just North of you. Um, <laughs> but like. Like last night when we had Ken on, he was like, "I'm I'm the car scene in our na- in our town. Like, what is what does the car scene look like in your area? You know, do you do you have the weekly cruises? Do you have like any shows, things like that?" In my specific town, there's only like I don't know, 300 people live here, <laughs> and uh, it's a farming community, mm. and uh, I don't have any neighbors. There's like a cotton field across the street and behind me is all woods um hunt clubs out here so i mean there's basically nothing right here but i mean of course all that stuff's everywhere you know Mm -hmm. so if i want to drive an hour i can go do that somewhere else but yeah in my town there ain't nothing no nothing at all (laughs) we we gotta drive a little way sometimes i mean we're 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 close to a retirement community that does have a lot of hidden classic cars but uh, to find them, oh, nice. they're all in garages, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I work. Yeah, you got to break your neck when you see a garage door open up. Yes, yeah, I, exactly. I work a job where I, I, I'm constantly in that retirement community driving around. And they know, you know, they're tracking my car. And they know when I find some somebody cooler wants to talk about their car because the car will stop and I'm I'll figure out a reason to go check a house just because, you know, like the other day there was a guy and I'm sitting doing an inspection on another house and I hear, you know, Cam, Cam small block Chevy just thumping down the street. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'll have to figure out where he's at. The next house I had to go to was his house. And I'm like, man, stood and talked to him for 30 minutes, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know. And he's getting rid of it because it has uh, the ejecto seat option. The driver's door won't shut. And he's had it to three or four different people and he can't figure it out. And he said it shuts. And then as soon as you turn right, you know, he said, I've fallen out of it a couple of times. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like well, holler at me, man. I'll try to come up and help you. Like, But he uh, he hasn't reached back out yet. And that's what this that's what we started this for was to kind of get those cars that um you know those people that have tucked them away cuz they don't think anything's going on we want to try to get a whether it's a once a month or uh twice a month or whatever cruise in a public place where people drive by and go hey I have a classic car and those guys are in that parking lot every Saturday so let me go get my car and I'll be back next Saturday 
and try to yeah. try to root these people out because like everybody can contribute even you know young guys our generation you know the one pitcher Ashley's favorite pitcher from yesterday was this dude walks in we're all standing in the garage and it was still kind of cold so he had the heaters on and the garage doors down and he guy comes in old old you know older guy and he's like who's 54 is that and you know I'm the token new guy to the group and he ain't seen it yet so he's like who's 54 I was like oh it's mine oh hey introduces himself and we're talking he had seen a post the the exhaust on that car when I redid the manifolds on it were not the same manifolds that were on it so the exhaust didn't fit and flex pipe to try to make it work to try to make a show and then it needs to go to an exhaust shop but you have to not drive it to take it to the exhaust shop so i don't want to not drive it (laughs) but uh they ran the they ran the head or the exhaust pipes under the cross member instead of over or through it so they had two options and they went with the wrong one um so especially when you're that low yeah yeah it it drug really good when i first got it somehow loaded itself it loaded on the trailer without grinding though but then unloading it i guess the traveling made it lower itself because unloading it in the yard it like trenched to where i parked it and then driving it we didn't have any concrete here so i'm driving it to my mom and dad's house and i'm driving on the road And only he could be in it because if I was in it too, then it, it would drag even more. Yeah. And but well, we we got it situated. But needless to say, my fa- my favorite picture was the two of them under his hood. I'm like just because I, I turned out to be the only female there, and I still had a freaking blast. But I'm like creeping around other cars and just kind of like just watching from afar because like this I do understand this is mainly guy world. And I'm just tiptoeing around it. <laughs> but the little glimpses that I see are pretty cool. And I was like, I have to take a picture of that. Because that, that is what we're all about. You know, that's that's what we're here oh, yeah. for. You know, passed down from generation. And someone like you coming from your family. like. <laughs> and I, I had mean, the same, you know, my, my dad was a hot rodder. You know, we drag race and stuff like that. So I kind of come through that, you know. Hot Wheels at the swap meet, trading Hot Wheels back to the Hot Wheel guy every month. And because, you know, my dad was trading big cars, so I'd trade little cars. And Ashley was not fortunate of that. You know, she was her father at, uh, in youth was very uh, girls belong in the house. So mm-hmm. go in and there. And what sucked and not to not to sound like a creep and not to cut you off, but I have to bring this up. <laughs> I'm scrolling through your Instagram and I saw, I'm like, I stopped abruptly because I'm like, oh my God, that's a fire truck. You're the, your uh-huh. local town fire truck or whatever. You took a picture of it. I'm like, that is so awesome. Well, growing up, that's my dad acquired a old fire. I don't even know what year it was because he wouldn't even tell me any details, but that's what he was working on and trying to restore it and get it back up and running. Cause in my hometown, the firehouse runs a show well drive by really um every year for christmas and they put santa on top of the fire truck and they hand out candy canes to all the little kids so that was like the 
that was going to be the truck to do it. And I always wanted to go out and help. And I was told to go back inside, but <laughs> I, I just thought that fire truck was cool. When I saw it on your Instagram, I'm like, Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> Had to bring it up. And so. now I hand her tools. Yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> her hands fit oh, in places. Better than awesome story too. The, the fire truck. Oh yeah. It's, it was the, um, it's their original fire truck from 1934. And it was the first motorized vehicle in the city. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's got history. Yeah, they still got it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, apparently it's got a lot of history. <laughs> Did you get to work on it at all, or you were just there to just look? I worked on it some, then mm-hmm. they're going to bring it to my shop once my bigger shop's open, so it'll fit in there. Hell yeah. Cool. You're adding on to what the, you currently have? The firefighter have? guy's there. Let's bring that new shop. Yeah, I have... Um, I have a 75 by 35 right now mm-hmm. and I'm attaching a 40 by 40 to it. And I'm going to have what I'm working in right now. It's going to be like the done cars or the cars that just need like an air conditioner or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then my main shop is going to be an 85 by 40 and that'll just be all the hardcore work in there. Hell yeah. So cool. super excited about it. That's awesome. And that's all right behind your house. Right behind my house. <laughs> just walk, nice. walk right out the back door. It's nice. <laughs> that's the dream. Yeah, that's the dream, Coles. <laughs> I, th- I thought we had it. We had bought property and was going to build a 60 by 40 shop with a 20 by 40 house attached to it. And the county that we were, I had bought land in was like, no, you can't live in a metal building. And I'm like, well. <laughs> that's too bad. They were saying it wasn't safe, and I'm like, well, there's $43 gentrals within a half a mile of here, so, oh, oh, so it's a commercial building. I'm like, no, but the same people that built that red iron building is building my house, so I would assume that same strength. No. Then contractor, hell. Condominiums are huge right now, too. Well, and what's, what's messed up is, like, a half a mile down the road, they're building basically what we were trying to build. So apparently the county, after we gave up, decided like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll let you do it now. But. And according to the bank, you can't yeah, call them barn Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. So um, where can people find you? Yes. Um, Mark Customs everywhere, Instagram, Facebook. YouTube. Um, I used to do a lot of YouTube, but I've been so busy lately. I haven't done it, but I'm going to get back at it this year. Sure. The young guy that was in the video or the younger guy that was in the video, uh, you were teaching about the flatheads of the differences and stuff like that. Is he related or just a kid that you were mentoring or. Uh, that was my nephew. Oh, okay. My sister's son. Cool. I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah he uh, bought his first hot rod. He's he's actually a good mechanic. Um, he races, you know, um, he does street races like the Hondas. And, like, for real, though, his Honda's, like, probably got $20,000 invested in his car. So he's a pretty serious mechanic, <laughs> but he's never worked on anything old. Mm-hmm. And he bought, like, a 52 Ford shoebox, and it was flathead in it. And I was like, well... You know, he was asking me how the carburetor works and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, just bring it over and we'll just rebuild everything together. 
because you're a good mechanic. You just need to learn the difference. You yeah. Know? So that was what that video was a part of was teaching him the difference. Yeah. Cause there's, there's a lot. And that's why I made the decision to go small block is because of it was, I didn't have someone right close that could share that information. And I do know small blocks. So I was like, well, I can easily obtain one. I have one available and I'm also not going to have to like wait around for somebody to answer me and I'm not going to have to pester people to come help every step of the way. So, but yeah. And you can go to the parts store and buy anything you need. (laughs) Just a nice plus. I can't do that on any of my cars. (laughs) Well, the, you get weird looks, even, even the 54, you get weird looks just because like it it's still running <laughs> well not currently i'm trying to get it running i need that part that i just told you i gave you the part number like i don't know if you've seen the po i posted about a it's a outer the lower control arm outer kingpin pivot bolt for the bottom the nut stripped and it's not a common thread apparently because I tried like every nut I could possibly find in that size and it wouldn't work. So, um, we, uh, Afro engineered it to work and a couple ugga duggas to make it stick and put a paint line. So you stop and put gas in it. You peek under there make sure the line's still lined up and all right, let's go again. Mm-hmm. But I had located one at, uh, the parts umpire napa and they were like oh yeah um you have to pay for it and i was like well obviously i would pay for it and they're like well yeah but you also have to pay it was like 75 dollars. it's a 200 dollar bolt and then 75 dollars to ship it and i'm like well where's it at i'll just go get it for 200 dollars. oh it's in georgia i'm like i'll definitely go get it and then i was like I'm like, I, I got to figure I'll, I'll find it somewhere else. Like I, somebody's, somebody has switched to a Mustang too. And they have these parts sitting behind their shop or something. And like, it doesn't have to be new. Well, apparently I was wrong because I've searched and searched and searched and I can't find one. And let's, so. let's clarify. It was the Napa, our local Napa. Yeah. Not another state. <laughs> Oh no! Well, I so I he didn't message him. <laughs> we were on live, and I was like, "Hey, Brian, can I need you to find me a part?" And he's like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "He's like, you don't have a Napa near you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I have a Napa near me. I have the part number from Napa. They just refuse to, you know, I'm not paying basically one and a half times just to get it shipped." And he was like, "Oh, I'll find it." I'm like, "Okay." So he finds it. And he's like, yep, this is the part, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's it. He goes, yeah, there's not one available in North America anymore. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, so. uh, You put a different bolt in there, how are you? (laughs) That that has crossed my mind. But what's weird is it's got a, uh, which the car doesn't have a whole lot of grease in it anyway when I got it. So it probably wouldn't affect it at all. But it's got a grease hole. So the one end has a grease cert. And I'm like, well, probably wouldn't affect it. But I haven't 
uh, went to that that uh, that extreme yet. But it may come if if I keep it, then I'll do something with it. But right now, it's um, I have two gas gauges on the car. One says full, one says empty. So I just go with it somewhere in the middle. So fill it up every time you drive it. So so it gets checked constantly. <laughs> but all right, Ashley, got anything else? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay, what you got? <laughs> um. And for those who don't already know, um, if you look in our description, the link for Throttle Addict, uh, using the code word Hot Rod, you get 15% off and you show your love and support. And don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and of course, like, comment, subscribe on Wired Customs and the amazing work he does and just scrolling through his Instagram for a few minutes. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, So yeah. Thank y'all. All right. Yeah, appreciate it.